The Week in Bible Prophecy, a Prophecy Watchers podcast. Well, Don, here we are. Don Perkins, appreciate you. It's an honor to be with you again, my friend. You know, this is, uh, we're we're doing this, uh, again, new new podcast, which is kind of fun now, and and I I just love this. This It's a great opportunity to talk with our guests and talk with Gary and and talk about current events. And uh, one of the things I would love to talk to you about is, you know, um, we know that Israel's center for everything. And here you had just recently uh, this terrorist attack in East Jerusalem. Seven, At least seven people died. But I find it interesting as well that, and I'd love to talk about the, the way in which the current Israeli government, the most religious government in the history of Israel, 64 you know, Knesset members are religious. Right. And they're taking a little bit of a different approach to some of the responses. I mean, what, what are you seeing as well? Well, I mean, I, I think they need to be strong like they are exhibiting. I mean, you know, when Netanyahu got in, got in Power. I mean, that's one reason I think he got back in power, uh, because they needed a strong leader uh, who won't put up with this stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, I think the way they're handling it is the way that that they really should, even though they are religious. You know what I mean? Uh, he even said that he's going to protect Israel. He's not going to let them just just hurt Israel. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think in order to be a strong leader, you got to you got to exhibit strong. You know, I think, um, you know, they know that he's back in power now. You know what I mean? And as a result of that, they're going to be very careful again, you know, how they come out. Because, you know, Israel, you hit them once, they're going to hit you five times. You know what I mean? Uh, they will always hit you greater and with more impact uh, than, than than you do. You know what I mean? And uh, since the current administration that, well, the, the last administration that was there, uh, you know, they weren't really doing a lot of things, man. No. Nope. You know, they were compromising. You know, you, you can't negotiate with these people. You know, they, they understand force. And strength, yep. and now that uh, Netanyahu and his party is back in, uh, they just do what they have to do. You know, and it's interesting too that uh, I always try to think of, uh, you know, in the sense of second or third layer down. And yes, in one sense, I imagine Iran or even uh, Abbas in the, in the Palestinian Authority that they 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 like in one sense Netanyahu being there, and in the other sense they don't. Well, why would they like him there? Because they know that here they sent this guy out. You know, to kill. I mean, it's all, all orchestrated. They, they go out and do a terrorist attack because they know that Israel's going to respond right. massively, and then they're going to seek sympathy. Yes, from the world. From the world. And it's going to turn. They know they're willing to sacrifice those sure, people. They don't sure. care. I mean, we're doing this for the cause. They already have it planned out. The family already financially taken care of or will be mm-hmm. as a result of their son or daughter dying for doing whatever. Uh, you're right. and and uh, But you know, in the world's eye, one thing I do appreciate about Netanyahu, he doesn't care what the world thinks about him when it comes to the protection of Israel. And I respect that. You know, any man would protect his home the same way. I mean, you know, I'm going to protect my family. So if a guy come to my house to try to hurt my my family, you know, uh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I respect that. You know, I'm not going to just let anybody run over my family and Netanyahu as a leader, a good, strong leader. Uh, has to protect his nation. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Iran, uh, not Iran, Russia threatened Israel because they shot down these drones as well. But Israel has to protect the country. I mean, they, they got to protect themselves. They're not going to just sit there and let these drones come in from Iran and not and not take care of that, you know? Yeah. One of the other things that we saw in response was uh, the, the interior minister in Israel. Um, they're like, well, I think what we need to do is we need to strengthen the settlements. Yes. Which, again, is a response. And, of course, that's going to, uh, right or wrong, we're not, we're not debating that. It's right. just going to provoke 
even more of a response in the international yes. uh, world, uh, as well as the Palestinian uh, Authority. It, it, it's, it's just this escalation back and forth as it relates to um, Israel being centered and Israel being a place of contention. Yes. I'm not trying to cause here yes. necessarily, but Israel being a place of contention yes. with the, the Palestinian people and Iran and others all the way to the end. Because Absolutely. we know what's the point of the tribulation. Right. Well, this is a prophecy that's being fulfilled before our eyes. I mean, um, you know, Zechariah talks about uh, Israel would be a cup of trembling to yeah. the world. And see, all of this is happening to keep that cup trembling. Uh, Netanyahu, he's he's for settlements, building new settlements all over the land. Uh, all the nations of the world think that whenever they do that, they're taking land from the Palestinians, which is not true. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Palestinians really invaded and uh, he just, you know, taking care of the country. But it's keeping the region unstable the way the prophecy said uh, that that prophecy is so amazing. Zechariah 12, uh, two and three, mm-hmm. you know, Jerusalem, a cup of trembling. Uh, and to me, we're commanded to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. When we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, what we're literally praying is for the millennial kingdom. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that Israel will not have a lasting peace until Messiah sits on that throne. You know what I mean? Uh, No prime minister, no president, no world leader will stabilize that region. I don't care how many deals, how many uh, uh, treaties or whatever they sign, they won't have peace. You know, they won't have peace. Uh, Messiah will sit on that throne. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for him to come back. And we know that uh, as we, you and I discussed earlier, the Isaiah nine six and seven, the yes. Prince of Peace. I mean, Absolutely, that's one of his names. And uh, as we as we watch, uh, I actually think, and you used a key word, very mm-hmm. articulate, the mm-hmm. idea of lasting peace. We know that there's a peace coming. Yes, and so all this acrimony and all this 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 tension and conflict is squeezing Israel on the world scene. Right. And and it's going to come to a point where they're going to be overwhelmed. We're going to see that. We, that's Ezekiel thirty eight and other things. Yes. But they're going to come to a point where. They're going to put their their willingness to trust into a certain person that's going to confirm. Absolutely. Right? I mean, so all these things happen. It is absolutely prophetic. Yes. And I think this latest iteration of the Israeli government, it's, it's you know, again, I'm not a date setter. Right. But, man, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm looking up, brother. Yeah. I'm taking rapture drills. I'm serious <laughs> because I, I really believe, again, we're seeing so many things come to pass, so many things converging. I mean, it's almost hard to keep up with everything. You know what I mean? You watch the news, you listen. I mean, so many things are happening uh, before our very eyes that's literally fulfilling prophecy or, you know, pointing a sign to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's amazing. I think another interesting aspect is the just the nature of uh, not only the religious government, but them having influence in general. Because and, and let's be honest, the those that are in their religious movement, uh, they're Netanyahu is practical, but the right. rest of them, they're, they're very relatively anti-Christian. Mm-hmm, so yes. they're anti-religious uh, freedom there yes, in, right. in Israel. So right. that, that's one drawback. We right. think, oh, well, that's good, the religious. But in reality, no, no, they're, they're many of them, they, they, don't, they, they don't like Jesus, man. No, they, they, don't. They, they hate the name of but Jesus. But again, that's part of the situation yep. as well, because, you know, they, you got part of those that they want the third temple. They don't want Jesus. They want a third temple. Yeah. Again, it's going to play right into prophecy. God is going to allow them to rebuild this third temple. You know, they just had the five red heifers come in, yep. you know, and they're already a year old, I think. At two years, they can start sacrificing, you yeah. know. And I'm actually writing a book on that. So yes. I, I have, there's a lot of information on that, but yes. Yeah. And and in fact, uh, 
in fact, you know, it's a little quicker than people think. Absolutely. I, yeah. I really believe that. And so, you know, all of this is playing into God's prophetic program. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, we're in exciting days, man. Yeah. You know, it, that, that would be a good thing to, to transition to another topic, because uh, one of the other things that we see in the news lately is, uh, you know, we talk about the, the connection with Israel. Uh, Israel's bombing, as you mentioned, Syria. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Russia's entangled there. Iran's entangled there. And Israel uh, knows that the weak link in uh, the tunnel yes. for Iranian uh, influence in the region is through Syria, in the, mm-hmm. especially in the Golan Heights area. Right. So you have these three, you know, uh, Russia and Israel and Iran coming to this tension. Mm-hmm. But we also see uh, Russia's interactions in Europe, and yes. of course, Ukraine, that's nothing new. Right. But I'll, I'll read you a couple uh, uh, talking points here and give me your thoughts. So just recently, the U.S. Uh, and Germany, as well as Britain, they've made the choice officially. So the U.S. is, is has said that they're going to send in 31 M- M1 Abram tanks. Um, yeah. The Germans are sending in 14 of their Leopard tanks, and the British are sending in 14 of their tanks. And then Russia made a deal to get over 1,100 ballistic missiles from yeah. Iran. So here we are. Um, <laughs> is this World War III? Well, I mean, it, it, it could very well lead to that. You know what I mean? Um, I really think, especially in America, we need to, we need to get out of the, that business of, of helping you, Ukraine. Now, I'm not saying that they don't need help, but we got to be very, very careful with what we're doing because we could escalate it. It could really go it can go south real quick. Uh, not only that, but those uh, tanks, Abram tanks, are very complicated. Uh, you got to train the Ukrainians. So you probably may have Americans in that region, which, again, is another problem, because if if they catch Americans in that situation, it's direct it's, now. It's it, not proxy. No, anymore. Yeah, you are there. You are you are you are fighting Russia. You know, and I really think this administration, they, they're not really counting the cost, you know, um, you know, uh, the Ukrainian guy, I mean, the, the prime minister or whatever, what is the president? The president, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's begging for money. He wants everybody to help him. Now, again, they need help. I understand that. But now they're reporting now on the news now that Russia is about to do a major offensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, big. And uh, they're going to go in with some really heavy stuff, especially with all this new stuff that's coming to the Ukrainians uh, from America and Germany and different other countries. Uh, it can really get bad fast. Well, and and uh, just kind of it's more of the chaos that we see in our world, which right. again, we know that the, 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 the red carpet for the antichrist to show up on the scene is chaos. Yes. And so when you look at the world economic forum and others and, and globalist leaders, they love chaos. They love, they love famines. They love pestilences. Right. They love all these things. Cause they'll say, we don't want to let a chaos chaotic situation go to waste right. crisis. Right. Right. So, but you see some of this and you go, okay, what happens like we saw in Afghanistan that uh, Russia comes in with this major offensive mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they, they kill the Ukrainians or whatever. And then now they have fifth. We send in 31 Abram tanks and right. now they possess 20 of them. Right. And they got our technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, we left all that stuff in Afghanistan. I mean, major technology, 80 something billion dollars oh, 80 billion, yeah. of, of equipment. Uh, Afghanis, they are known for duplicating uh, technology, you know. Again, it's just setting up, man. I mean, I, I really think, and I just it's a hard statement to make too, but uh, I believe the judgment God is on America right now. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe with the kind of decisions that our current administration is making, they're making some very dumb, really dumb choices and dumb mistakes. It's, I think very dumb. I it's mean, almost like um, I don't idiotic. Yeah, you're like absolutely. Who in the world? In, I mean, yeah. really? Are a, you really thinking about 
protecting our country. Yeah, we're high school are doing this crazy this stuff. Stupid decision. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a military guy, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Uh, and then because the Ukrainian president asking for it, the money's going to him unaccountable. Yeah, they don't oh. know where all this money's going. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, this is just amazing what we're witnessing. Again, I believe it's a sign of the judgment of God on America when the leaders cannot make proper judgment. That's a sign of God's judgment in that nation. Well, and let's 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 bring up another topic, which is, is coincides again with the, the West and America's demise. Um, you know, just a few weeks ago, as you know, you know, Biden signed the the a different defensive of marriage act, right? Um, which what which went against you know Clinton's version in the nineties, uh, which was one man and one woman, right? And so here you have the the national leaders publicly sticking their finger mm-hmm. in the eye of God yes. and in the scripture and, and t- taking t- basically telling him to take his word and take a hike. Yes. And God is not mocked. Isn't that what the scripture says? He's not says? mocked and he's not going to sit back and just continue to let it, let it happen. Uh, I really believe that whenever a nation uh, legalize sin, in other words, they put the sin in their law in books. The law, yeah. Okay. You got a problem with God. Uh, California now uh, uh, has become an abortion uh, sanctuary. Uh, they have a new website, abortion.ca, I think it is, where uh, anybody who wants an abortion in a state that's that's not allowing it, they can go on that website. They're going to literally pay for them to come to California to have an abortion. Brother, you think God going to sit back? I mean, God was talking about Abel's blood crying from the yeah, ground. yeah. You can't continue. America cannot continue to to poke God in his eye and think that God is in heaven wrapped up in an American flag. He's not. No. And the judgment is going to happen. God will give America the kind of leaders that we have because we've turned our back on him. Yeah. As a culture. Well, it's it's exactly what you're saying, because. First Peter four seventeen that judgment begins where at the house of God. God. And so you you see uh, you connect that to Romans one where. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, we're, we're talking about the, the war with Russia, but in reality, we're talking about the foolishness of our government Absolutely. and poking the bear it, literally and figuratively. Yes. But that also you look at how did America get here? Well, the churches, right? So when you see God abandoning America, yes. it starts with his judgment on the churches, which are now refusing. They're embracing some of this, uh, the woke movement. They're denying the yes. reality of. I mean, major leaders, uh, case in point, uh, Amy Grant. Yeah, she Amy did. Grant. Yeah. Yep. She's. I mean, these are people that you know. You know, I, I loved Amy's music. You know what I mean. I'm just saying. You know what what is happening with, what with is the happening? leaders. You know yeah. what I mean. And all of that is an indicator of where we are as a nation. You know, we ha- we have a woke church, which woke is church. dangerous. Yep. Uh, we got to get back to the Word of God. Get back to the book. Uh, the Bible never changes. You know, I, I share with you. I've been teaching a long time now. I haven't had to change my message. You know why? Because yeah. the Bible doesn't change. Yeah. You know, we need to stick and, and preach a sound doctrine to this world uh, in order to help them. Uh, the church has lost its influence in America. And as a result, we have the leaders and we have, I mean, these guys are making laws and rules that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. When it's, uh, it's interesting if you go back to, I would say the, maybe the 19th century, uh, you saw the, the brilliance of Satan attacking the seminaries and the right. schools yes. and liberalizing them in the sense of not liberal politics, but liberal theology, right. and the, taking away the supernatural nature and the yes. inspired nature of scripture. And then it, that trickled down. And now here we have, you know, we're 150 years later and the church leaders that all of them are still producing um, 
are now in the churches and they've been there for generations. Right. And so why are we surprised yes. that people write in all the time here? It's like, I'm just trying to find a church that teaches the Bible. Yes, yes. And, you know, with, with uh, you know, these major, uh, you know, Protestant groups that were once solid, you know, orthodox truth teachers. Yep. And you have all these Methodist group, Presbyterian, all these groups now are so woke now within their organization. Again, it's a major sign of where we are. You know, and, and, and let, let me clarify something because too often is like uh, us describing the truth of what Jesus said, you know, Matthew 19, Mark 10. Yeah. This isn't hate speech in the sense no. that we're encouraging people to go out and do violence on anybody. No. We're simply just saying, hey, this is what the Bible said. Now, yes. again, we should be, uh, I have friends and family and and what do we do? We love them. We love Absolutely. them. We treat them with kindness. We Absolutely. Them we just say, yeah. hey, everybody, this is a spiritual warning. I'm not here giving you a physical warning. Yes. I'm not here to fight you. Yes. But spiritually speaking, you're going to have an account with God one day. Yes. And and I would actually be the first one to defend anybody that would want to do violence yes. on them or be disrespectful. Hey, hey, that's you not can't Christian. Do that. No, that's not what God want anyway. No. And I mean, we're just simply saying that it's, it's contrary to scripture. Okay. Not only that, but it's contrary to nature. It is. Uh, it does not produce life. I don't care what you, how you try yeah. to say it is counterproductive to life. Uh, it kills life. It doesn't produce any life. No. Uh, God made Adam and Eve to produce life, uh, to procreate and continue this to this, continue, continue humanity yeah. the way God designed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A man will never uh, produce a, a baby, not of his own, not a biological. Well, you know, no. it's interesting. I was talking to my daughters. They were asking me about this. And I said, you know, it's interesting that a lot of people in within that broader woke movement right. or whatever, even secular, they're evolutionists. Yes. And yes. You, you know, and, and of course, the biological maxim is the survival of the fittest. And you right. go, well, if you if you believe that, you <laughs> think about that, it would it would it would breed you out. Absolutely. It would, it would breed those that are part of that group. Yes. Out because they're because they're together they're not producing right and so by the very nature uh they would be ceased to exist which shows you that according to evolution they're not the fittest yes I right mean, if we're going to use that language that's even though true. i don't believe in evolution that's but true they're using their own language it's like absolutely run the logic through that right i mean china had a problem when they limited how many how many babies you can have i mean it's affected the country it has you yeah. know what i mean uh you, you can't tamper with what god has by design created god's a masterful uh Builder, I mean, he know what he's doing when he designed mankind, and these people think they can control this. Uh, I think they were talking about uh, blocking the sun. They were talking about ridiculous. You cannot. God, with all wisdom, created all of this, and there's a beautiful balance in nature that God has created. And when man starts tampering with that stuff, he creates problems. If you'd be willing. Uh, t- to read Second Timothy, you got your Bible there. Yes, Second uh, Timothy chapter three. Because as, as you as you as you get there, we're going to see what Paul says about the nature of our culture or, or a culture. I hope people can get a taste for what Paul says. Now I'm reading it from King James. It says, "This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves." Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Uh, Script goes on and says, uh, the latter part of verse seven says, uh, ever learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. You know, this is truly where we are mm-hmm. right now. 
I mean, we are literally seeing this come to pass before our very eyes. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this under the unction of the Holy Spirit, no doubt about it. Uh, he literally saw into the future the state of where we would be worldwide. And again, you can just just knock off the list. You know, one of those things that's very interesting to me, uh, he said disobedient to parents. That is an amazing prophecy to me. We have a, we have a culture today where the kids, and again, it didn't happen overnight. You know, I, I talk about uh, Disney Channel. When you watch, if you watch any of the kid programming of the Disney Channel with the teenagers, uh, they always show the parent or their thought figure as a dummy. As an idiot. Okay. Yep. And then the young kids, you know, they, they the ones that are bright, smart. You know, uh, my grandchildren, I told them, you can't, don't, you don't watch it yep. over here. I don't let them do that. I'm not going to let this influence you to think different, you know what I mean, about, about the way you should respect adults. And again, all of this is a sign of where we are. You know, we are literally seeing these perilous times up on us as the scripture predicted, mm -hmm. you know, and again, it's, you just go through the list. I mean, all of this. Well, you know what I think is the most shocking is uh, in verse five, mm -hmm. a form of godliness. But denying the power. Th these people claim to be religious. Right. Yes. And, and you're like, <laughs> have you not opened the scripture? Right. You know, I mean, do you disregard what Jesus said as yes. it relates to some of the woke stuff? And, yes. And 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 as you know, C.S. Lewis wrote a lot about this, that you suppress things here and you yes. exaggerate things here and you yes. get things out of balance. But again, like you said, this didn't happen overnight. Uh, this has been slow but steady uh, in the tearing down of the culture. Uh, it started in the colleges. You know, I tell parents all the time, I say, you have any kids in school, when your children come home from spring break, you need to have a debriefing session yeah. with them. Pull them in. Turn the lights off, put a, put a bright light in their face and go through it. What have you learned? What do you believe? Yep. Where, where's your faith? Uh, I tell them, I say, parents, if you're going to send a child to school, you better make sure your child has a foundation in, in the things of God before you send them there. I'll tell you what, and, and, I, and I, I, don't, I don't say this with arrogance or anything, but as a pastor, people would often say, well, Mondo, you know, they put me on the spot. You know, is it a sin to send your kids to public school? <laughs> And I'd go, well, let me, I want you to hear me carefully. Right. Okay. Come because on. I like to qualify things. Uh, if you are unwilling to deprogram your kids every day. Yes. From what they learned and to, and to keep that, as you mentioned, the foundation of yes. the scripture, uh, then absolutely it is a sin if yes. you're unwilling to do it because absolutely. why? You're sending to them, them to a government school where God has been kicked out. Right. There's no, there's no, uh, absolute objective morality or correct or understanding of God. They're secular. Yes. And they're going to teach them evolution that we're, they're just a, a piece of mud scum. Right. And so, yes, if you are unwilling, think about it. You're turning your child over to a system yes. that is anti-God. And if you're unwilling to, to deprogram them every day, yes. then if, why wouldn't it be a sin? Yes. My youngest daughter, she's, uh, she'll be 32 this year. So my wife and I decided, my daughter's about to graduate, the older one. I said, my young daughter, I'm going to pull out of school. We homeschooled her from fourth grade to graduation. Mm -hmm. One of the best things we could have done because, I mean, they've gone so woke and so crazy now. And um, so I, I watched a video, and I got in one of my presentations. Uh, they, this guy interviewed these students, and he asked them, what is the difference between a man and a woman? And these are college students, the future heads of America, and they couldn't tell the difference between a man and a woman. Couldn't or wouldn't? Wouldn't, wouldn't. Mm -hmm. But when they asked the question, a lot of them looked like, mm, uh, I'm not sure because I've yeah, been taught this, been, this, this, this. Yeah, yeah. They've been taught. And they said that, you know, the 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 male and female thing was a construct. I mean, uh, people a social just, construct, a social yeah, construct. Yeah. You know, 
why they did that, we don't know. I mean, it was unbelievable watching these college students answer that simple question. Uh, my uh, 11-year-old granddaughter now, she's about eight years old. At that time, she can tell the difference between a man and a woman. Uh, even younger than that, she could tell the difference, you know. And, you know, I think a lot of times because parents are not bold in these latter days. Yeah. Like you said, they they putting their babies in harm's way. Yeah. You to know, be indoctrinated. To be indoctrinated. You know, you got to be careful. Uh, it, it's no wonder a lot of kids leave Christian families and they hadn't really been found, you know, they have no foundation. They go to college and come back atheists. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really sad. Yeah. But. Well, you know, there's a, it, I'll, I'll just kind of close this, this topic out on this because I think it's interesting is that when Justice Jackson uh, was being questioned at, <laughs> at the Senate. My, my, my. But I, I, it was interesting because there was a little bit of a, of, of a Freudian slip there, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. is that they said, you know, can you define a woman? Yes. And her, her response was, well, I'm not a biologist. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I want everybody to, for the record. Hear what she just said. She said she's not a biologist. She didn't say I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. She recognized she didn't mean it. Yes. She does not mean it. Yes. But she 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 slipped out. Right. That biology determines what a woman is. Come on. She should have said. Well, you know what? According to this, you know, psychology is how someone thinks about their soul, how right. they feel. I was like, man, but they, they missed it. They missed but it. But they should have jumped on and said, for Absolutely. the record, she's acknowledged that biology or a biologist is, is what's required right. to determine gender. Now, this was a lady that's uh, been elected to the highest court yes. in the land. And if she cannot uh, she determine. She was unwilling. Yeah, right. Unwilling. Yep. We know that. Yep. It was unwilling. Yep. But But if she said she didn't know. You know, to me, you, you really can't make, can't make any laws for me. If you can't judge the difference between a man and a woman, then I got problems with you making laws. Yeah. You know, Something in the land. So, so, so simple, so basic. So basic. Uh, a two year old understands. You are a woman. <laughs> so, you know, uh, this, this is great, Don. Here we are, you know, talking about uh, some of these topics. But one of the ones that uh, I think uh, is starting to become, no, uh, it, or at least it should be in the in the prophecy world. Right. Is I think we've missed something, and I'll, I'll read to here uh, um, uh, a couple news items. This is says food has been recognized as a tool of social control since at least the days of Plato. In his Republic, written nearly twenty five hundred years ago, Plato Socrates states that a bland vegetarian diet would help the workers of his ideal society to keep their tempers in check and accept their humble lot. Well. <laughs> Here we have the news items that the head of Europe's largest manufacturing company at the World Economic Forum in Davos, if a billion people stopped eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. I predict we will have better proteins not coming from meat in the future. They will probably even taste better. Hmm. Another one, the European Union has already approved four types of edible insects. Um, business standard. Once the stuff of science fiction, lab-grown meat could become reality in some restaurants in the U.S. this year. So, on that sheet, you have First Timothy four. Yes. You know, let's just read that. You know, if you don't mind, one through five here. Got it. First Timothy four one. Now the Spirit speaks uh, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Through the insincerity of liars who uh, conscience are seared, who forbid forbid uh, marriage and require abs abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected uh, if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. 
Now, again, it is so simple, uh, true, that we've always had all our life. You bless the food, it's sanctified, it's clean, it's holy. Mm-hmm. We have a culture now. I mean, for them to, to sustain from meat is a fulfillment of this prophecy. I think so. When, when I heard it the other day, I said, look at this. I told my wife, I said, Marie, I said, this is prophecy being fulfilled before mm-hmm. I read These guys want to sustain from meat. The, uh, I watched the news the other day, and they said they want everybody to stop eating meat, but they want to go to insects. But they forgot about uh, people's having um, reactions to certain insects. Uh-huh. People now are having reactions to these different insects that they've been eating. Uh, a famous movie star, I've got a name, uh, they show her on TV <laughs> eating these bugs. I said, ridiculous, oh, ridiculous. Man. You know, we're in a time now where, again, prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it said, the spirit speak of the president in the latter times, some shall depart from their faith. Uh, that's apostasy. Mm-hmm. They are departing from their faith, giving heed uh, to spirits and teachings of demons. It's a demonic. Yeah, yeah, demonic. You know, and these are doctrines of devils, doctrines of teachings. You know, the devil, he's he's crafty now. Not only that, but he's more, um, he's repackaged his presentation. Let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. The devil's not coming to your house and knocking on your door with a red slicker suit on and a pitchfork in his hand saying, I'm the devil. No, he has repackaged himself. Uh, doctrines of devils are being given to us in all different forms. I'll give you one example. Harry Potter series. You know, Harry Potter series, I believe, is a doctrine of devils. A lot of parents today are having problems with their kids getting into their cult and to witchcraft mm. because they read Harry Potter series. Uh, uh, they have believed that this is true. I mean, and a lot of things in the book is real spells, actual spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a doctrine of devils that parents didn't see. You know, I, I was preaching in a large church, and uh, I, I actually talked about doctrine of devils, and I mentioned this term about, I mean, this book about Harry Potter. And uh, the pastor got up behind me and made a statement. He said, I must apologize to my church he said, from this pulpit, I gave my son the whole Harry Potter series. It was unbelievable. You know, doctrines of devils. I mean, Satan is crafted. Another one, the Da Vinci Code, doctrines of devils. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people have read that book, yep. watched the movie, right it, yep. yeah, and just bought into the lie. Uh, under the premise that the church hid something from them. The church hid it. People love a good conspiracy. Yeah, Let's they, just be yeah. honest. They so they hid it. Yep. And what has happened, I was in a large prison. Did a Q&A session. Lady come to me, Brother Perkins. Uh, I, I bought the Harry Potter. Uh, I've been reading it, and, and I think it's destroyed my faith. What should I do? I said, get rid of the book and get back in your Bible. Yeah, follow the Bible. I said, rip scripture. it up. Don't give it to anybody. Yep. Tear it up. Get back into the Bible. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Doctrines of devils are before us. Yep. And the enemy is hes giving these doctrines in all different types of ways, however you want to look at it. Uh, when I say that, a lot of Christians get upset with me. Wait a minute, brother. How do you? How are you going to tell me uh, the venture? Co- I mean, um, Harry Potter is a doctrine of devils. I can tell you that quite easy, because it's it's teaching kids how to get into their cult. And so many kids. I, I have parents as I travel across the country. Uh, brother person, can you talk to my son or daughter? You know, uh, he wants the Harry Potter books. He want to get into this. Mm. And she allowed him all these years to to have a diet of that uh, versus the word. I was in a conference, and I kid you not, in the conference. My daughter looked over and a, a little kid in the conference was reading Harry Potter while I was preaching. Right there, sitting while I was preaching. Wow. Yeah. Doctrines of devils. Yeah. Well, what, what I find interesting, too, is, you know, is, is thinking about these news items as well, is you go, I mean, we've had this, I've been reading this passage for 30 years. Yeah. And I can honestly say, if you had asked me five years ago, I'd go, well, um, 
I mean, we could, I can read it, but I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what this means specifically about uh, uh, not eating foods, abstaining from foods. Abstaining from foods. Yeah. But then in the, it must not have been late enough in the time. Correct. Because now here we are in the latter <laughs> times. And again, article after article, I just yes. have a whole list. I haven't even yes. talked to him. But when you see the world, uh, like the World Economic Forum here, all agreeing yes. and, and becoming anti-meat. Yes. I was like, here it is. Yeah, it's right before us. I mean, that's why I'm telling you that the prophecies are converging so fast, it's almost hard to keep up with them. You know what I mean? Um, you know, don't eat meat, you know, for whatever crazy reason these guys think is going to affect the climate or whatever. It's ridiculous, but it's fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I really think that as we, you know, we're not uh, newspaper exegetes, but— no. Um, I think this that's an easy one. Th- this is an easy one because again, if you five, 10 years ago, you, again, you'd be like, I don't know exactly how this, what this means a lot yeah. of times, but now that we're watching it, it become an obsession, part of the climate change movement. I mean, get, cows give off methane, yes. flatulence, whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we got to get rid of cows. But I, I think it's just, they are so possessed by demons yes. in their worldwide domination right. and their desire that I, I almost think the demons are laughing, right? And they're trying to get them to, to follow this this climate religion, yes. a, In many ways, and so they're like, "Let's do this," but but they follow it. It shows Absolutely. you really where the source of their thinking. And and they call them idiots. These idiots believe this this nonsense. This is where the culture is going. That's yeah. why I'm telling you again. I practice Could, rapture drills. Well, you know what? <laughs> I and, believe. And we... <laughs> let's think about this. Where one of the descriptions, kind of lastly for this segment, is. Um, during the tribulation, the church is gone. The light, you know, of the world has been gone. The Holy Spirit will still be here, and there'll be people saved. Right. But the, one of the definitions of the Antichrist is a man of lawlessness. Correct. And lawlessness will abound. The love of many. Jesus says that in, in Matthew twenty-four. Mm-hmm. But you, you want to talk about complete insanity during the tribulation as right. it relates to morality. If we have confusion now, <laughs> you think about what the confusion is going to be in the tribulation period. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I mean, mankind cannot imagine what's coming. Uh, if you think it's bad now, just hang on for the ride. You know, um, we are literacy. I mean, Romans 1, God's going to give more to a reprobate mind. Yep. The Bible said to do those things that are not convenient. The scripture said these people, they hold the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, they know the truth, but they hold it in they sin. They suppress it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're holding it. And therefore, the wrath of God will be revealed upon them. They they don't know what's coming. It's going yeah. to be unbelievable. You know, one of the interesting things as well that uh, I think, we, you know, we've been following, uh, all of us have, is you go to, um, you go back to, for example, the phrase, back in the 80s, there's a, a cashless society, a cashless mm-hmm. yeah. society. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. Why would anybody in the 80s, how Lindsay, whoever, yeah. okay, maybe yourself, right. okay, why would we believe that a cashless society, does the Bible say, chapter verse, a cashless society is coming? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. But <laughs> why is it that we think there's a cashless society coming? Right. Because we know what the Bible says about uh, the mark of the beast. Revelation chapter 13. I mean, we know what the scripture says. And all that to happen, it must be a one world uh, control of the economy. Uh, for them to be able to track your buying and selling habits, uh, it has to be cashless. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Uh, and I'll give you another example, though. Uh, in ni- 1909, uh, the Schofield Bible was, was, was com- came out. Schofield said in that Bible that uh, Israel would become a nation and that Russia was going to invade uh, Israel. Many scholars laughed Schofield to scorn. They said, no, are you crazy? Today, Russia, at that time, 1909, mm-hmm. was a Christian nation. Yeah. Christian Orthodox nation. Israel wasn't even around. 
But Schofield stood on the thought of the word. Again, properly interpreted. Properly interpreted. Mm-hmm. The Bible vindicated him. Uh, today, Russia is no no semblance of any Christian Orthodox. Uh, if it is, it's, it's weird. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Israel is here. See, so standing on the word and believe what God said, you know, is where we need to be. Mm-hmm. We need to trust God. Whether you believe or try to figure out how it's going to happen or not, that's irrelevant. Prophecy is marching on. It's going to come to pass. God's going to bring it into fruition. You're going to see these things come in the way the Bible says. Gog and Magog is going to happen. Uh, uh, Russia will go into Israel to take a spoil. You know what I mean? Prophecy said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I stand on the thought of that word to believe, just like Schofield did in yep. 1909. It's going to happen, and I believe the word is going to vindicate us again. Yep, and we have there. I mean, Revelation 13 uses the idea of buying and selling, which is yes. an economic connection. So it's it's pretty obvious. Well, one of the things that just I'll read you this little uh, latest news: Argentina and Brazil uh, is to roll out a common currency. Brazil and Argentina, <laughs> both of which are now controlled by radical leftists, plan to create a common currency called the Sur, which means South, mm-hmm. for the two countries and any other South American countries which wish to participate. The New American reports, quote, the context of the Argentina-Brazil talks is Tuesday's 33 Nations Summit for the Community of Latin American and Caribbean States, where for the first time, Latin America's new crop of Marxist leaders, such as Colombia's Gustavo Petro and uh, Chile's Gabriel Boric, will get (laughs) to rub shoulders with the likes of Venezuela's Nicolas Maduro and Cuba's Miguel uh, Diaz-Canel. On the (laughs) conference's agenda, not surprisingly, are greater regional integration and climate change. So hmm. here they are. We know that they. it's easier to integrate yes. a one-world currency out of other integrated regional currencies. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we, we're seeing this stuff come to pass. You know, uh, not only them, China's also talking about doing something along those lines as well. Again, all of this, again, when it goes digital, they do these type of currencies. When, when, when the Antichrist come on the scene, since it's digital and technology-driven, technology, technology driven, all of it can be added together. You, you follow me? Yep. All of it can come. I mean, a whole one word, click in, click, 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 all over the world. It can click in because it's a digital system. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Um, in America, again, they're talking about doing a digital currency here. Even in America right now, you have a lot of banks that are moving away from, from cash and currency. A lot of grocery stores in, in California they won't give you any any cash back, any change back. Yeah, they give you a digital card for your uh, change. They want to go total digital. They want a new digital cashless society. And again, all of this again is just playing right into the end time scenario. You know what I mean? Uh, it's exciting times, Mondo, to be living. Believe me, uh, as you watch these nations come together and what they plan on doing. And all I'm reading from the same script. I've said many times, all of the isms, globalism, socialism. All of the isms, uh, they are controlled by one spirit, which is mm-hmm. Antichrist. Yep. It's an Antichrist spirit. Uh, the tentacles of that spirit has gone out through all the different isms that are out there. Everybody wants their rights and all this stuff. But all of it is controlled by that Antichrist spirit that will one day control all of it. Yeah. And it's coming together before our very eyes. You know, when we think about, uh, you know, Scripture, you know, First John 2, it, it, it's, it says, that there are many antichrists have already gone yes, out of the world, yes. right? So, so we know that the antichrist spirit was yes. here in the first century, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it, but think, you think about nineteen hundred years now, or two thousand years of perfecting its infiltration and pervasiveness 
into all segments. I mean, we see it. Uh, pick a segment. I mean, it's economics. It's right. the school system. It's the yes. government. I mean, you you name it. In in the media. Yes. In, in the culture. In um, movies. Right. I mean, the Antichrist spirit. I mean. We, we during the tribulation, it's going to be in its fullness, embodied, right? right as we know, Absolutely. in the Antichrist. Absolutely. But yet, it's amazing. Here we are, the things that we've talked about for 20, 30 years. Yes. Now it's like, how can it get any worse? Yes. But it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I mean, we're looking at stuff now, brother, that I never would have believed that I would see with my own eyes, never, especially in America. I would never, never would believe that I would see what I'm watching today. But again, it's prophecy coming to pass. Yep. Uh, we are in a time where we really need to believe the scriptures. We really need to stand on the authority of the word and yep. we need to proclaim. Yep. We need to preach truth, man. Things are happening as the scripture uh, said that it would. Jesus, the indicators he gave, they were strong indicators, but they pointed to a negative that was in the world. But that negative leads to a positive, which is him. Jesus, is the only answer that's going to bring a remedy yeah. to this sick world that we're living in. Yeah. Here we are, right? Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Well, I'm in California by God's grace to to do what God wants me to do. To be a light. You know, Absolutely. Somebody had to live in Sodom, right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm by God's grace, I'm going to do what he's called me yeah, to do that, there. You know, you know what I mean? What? I think, yeah. too, is, you know, as we wrap it up here, is, is in the sense of uh, wherever we're at, we're called to be a light. I mean, yes. that's we're not to put our light under a, a basket. But I think the second thing, not only the schools, but... Parents need to be extremely careful about just social media. Yes. You know, don't give them a phone. You know, don't give them a phone. L let them be 18 before they get exposed to yes. on hours and hours and hours of every single day. Some of these technology giants will not let their children have phones. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys that create it they because know. they know the power of what these phones are doing. You know, uh, my brother and I, we were talking the other day about it. You know, we made mistakes, you know, letting your kids have phones. Yeah. You know, we didn't see it. I mean, we didn't. Yep. And then it has such a, a cap. Uh, it, it has captivated them so, you know, and I mean, they spent hours on those phones without even knowing. Yep. Anxiety, peer pressure. Yes. They're left out. They didn't get enough likes. Now they're depressed. I yes. Mean, it's, it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, the good out of it. But Don, it's been great. It's been an honor to be with you, my friend. I've enjoyed my time with you. Amen. Everything that we're doing at Prophecy Watchers is vital because Bible prophecy is coming to pass right before our eyes. And it has never been more important for believers to understand what the Bible says about the days that we are living in. In case you haven't noticed, the whole world is spinning out of control, but we are not surprised because many of the things taking place were prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago. That's why we want to offer you a very special subscription to our magazine, The Prophecy Watcher, that will keep you on the cutting edge of Bible prophecy. Stay informed on prophetic world events. Follow the nuclear threats from Russia and Iran, China's march to world domination, the likelihood of another global pandemic, the rise of artificial intelligence and transhumanism, war in the Middle East, the UFO phenomenon, and the latest technology preparing the world for the mark of the beast. The Prophecy Watcher magazine features articles from leading prophecy experts like Gary Stearman, Mondo Gonzalez, Thomas Ice, Randall Price, L.A. Marzulli, Bill Salas, and many others. With your gift of $50 or more to support the worldwide outreach of Prophecy Watchers, 
you will receive 12 issues of the magazine in either print or digital format. You will also receive 10 bonus DVDs that feature in-depth teaching on the ancient book of Enoch, Heaven and the New Jerusalem, the biblical case for the rapture, a look at how God put the gospel in the stars, what really happened at the Tower of Babel, and Ezekiel's prophecy on the Battle of Gog and Magog. This special offer is available anywhere in the United States with free shipping included. Don't wait. Pick up the phone right now and call the toll-free number on your screen or visit us at prophecywatchers.tv. Stand with us today and help us take the message of Christ's soon return to the whole world.